All right. Uh, lots of talk about, you know, a lot of new offensive skill players uh, and the QB being on the same page. Where would you say the chemistry of the offense is at with a bunch of new faces and young guys in the mix? You know, fortunately, all our new kids were here in the fall. So we had a, um, we had all fall to work with them. I think um, from the shoulders up, we're in um, really good shape from the standpoint of them understanding our offense. Um, you know, the kids that were in the program um, that are coming up from or changing positions, um, I think have a great grasp of our offense and our transfers that'll be plugged in, understand it. Um, you know, the thing about Ty Quell is he's taken the next step from an accuracy standpoint and a, his mechanics that is allowing him to be more efficient. So I think overall, pleased. Um, certainly, we haven't played a game yet. Okay. New first year for uh, Rob Knoll calling the plays. He's been in the program and he's been part of this defense for a while, but uh, where would you say the defense is at under his leadership and uh, what can you expect to see from the unit? Yeah, I think um, hopefully they'll take on his personality. He's um, He's got an aggressive mindset to coaching. He's done a great job with our defensive front over his tenure here. Um, very bright, um, both on the field and off the field. Um, and understands what we what we do, um, and also had the chance because of um, not playing in the in the fall, had a a year now, a little bit over a year to be the coordinator in practices in the fall and working with his staff. So I think um, he's in a good place, and I think it'll show on Saturday. Has anyone really stepped up or emerged out of nowhere in your mind? Any Names that uh, guys should be paying attention to that may they may have never heard before, offensively, defensively, or on teams. Yeah, I think um, you know from a, from a defensive perspective. Even though you know we know he's a, a really good player, um, Casey Williams, I think, had a a great campaign in in for our preseason and. He's turning into a difference maker in my eyes. Um, he's been a leader since day one, but now as an upperclassman, his leadership skills show all the time. Um, and then I also think, um, you know, we've got a you know, junior college safety transfer, Akil Allen, who's um, been very impressive and will be a big part of our defense. Offensively, um, I think we're really what you're looking at is, you know, a couple newcomers, um, Tyler DeVera, tight end transfer from Maryland, who um, has the ability to um, be very different and make us very different, specifically in the pass game. Um, he runs routes like a wide receiver, so I think he'll be a, a matchup problem for safeties in this league. Um, so I think he's one and then Cahill Newton, a wide receiver transfer from Ball State. And, um, you know, we've taken quite a few transfer wide receivers here. Um, 
And so far, based on fall and preseason, you know, I put him in the Ray Bolden category of explosiveness, twitch, knowledge of the game, and he's probably three or four inches taller at some level. So we're excited about, about him. And then lastly, probably um, our two-headed fullback scenario. Um, both were walk-ons here at one point, Anthony Del Negro. One is a true freshman walkout, walk on, Nick Capazzoli. Um, they're going to be a major part of what we do in our offense. And they're both um, – they're brought back the physicality that the um, Cal Daniels and the Chris McCulloch's brought had to our program. Um, Nova returns a lot of weapons on an explosive offense. They're stout up front. On both sides of the ball, how do you like to match up offensively, defensively? You know, um, what I say is that, you know, not knowing what their preparation's been like, not knowing what their fall's been like, assuming that all those players have been healthy to play and they've had a chance to get all their practices in, um, they're very talented. They are um, explosive. I think the key to the car is the quarterback. Um, you can have weapons and not be able to get them the ball. My guess will be he will be a first-team All-CAA player, maybe offensive player of the year, potentially when the year's up. So I think it's really focused on not creating and allowing him have the big plays, you know, last, last year's game meeting in 19, we gave them to him in the first half. We really kept him in check in the second half for most of the game. So, um, you know, we got to be able to just control the big plays um, that their offense likes to do. They're not methodical. They're a strike team. They're going to run a lot of what everybody would think and call gadgets, but are part of their offense, which are, you know, trick plays to the fans, but just part of their base offense. Um, you know, if, if I'm tuning into the game and I don't know anything about the matchup or either side of the ball, really, or what's returning, what are the three keys I'm going to need to see to know Stony Brook's going to win the game? First down. We've got to win first down on both sides of the ball. We got to create a lot of first, second, and eight, second, and nine, second, and tens. And um, the phrase I'd like to use we got to have first down plays that give us first down again. So that's either in a second and sh real short where you can take some chances or right back to first down. Um, and in my time, when you're playing against top six team in the country, you got to control the first play of every series. The second thing, I think it'll be the three and outs. Causing more three and outs to their offense than them causing to our offense. You want a third thing? I'll give you a third thing. Third scoring, thing. In the scoring in the red zone. When they get to the red zone, we got to hold them the field goals. When we get to the red zone, we got to score touchdowns. Because it could come to a points game 
It has the last two years. And if you're kicking field goals, as opposed to scoring touchdowns, could be a problem. Uh, last, lastly, uh, how will it feel to be back together as a team in Laval Stadium defending the Den? You know, I think from the, from the time pause happened at the end of July, um, there was a part of every FCS football program that left the void and is really how you handled the void. Um, I think as a program, we tried to handle the void by staying organized, keeping our focus on being efficient and not worrying about when we were playing in the spring and if we were playing in the spring, because even though we were supposed to, we didn't know. So um, now that we're 72 hours away from game time, I would say that it's um, it's exciting to understand that we have the opportunity to do something that we love to do as players, um, which is play a game. An awful lot of practice and meetings. If you go back to last April, if I counted the amount of Zoom meetings we've had, it'd probably be off the charts and everybody would laugh. The number of skill sets and times we've done skill work, number of weightlifting sets. At the end of the day, I think we've handled that correctly. Now it's time, as the question articulated, to defend the Wolves then and understand what that means. And that means by physically punishing your opponent. It means being the mentally toughest team on the field and hopefully having the scoreboard light up a lot on the SB side. Thanks, Coach.